Once upon a time, we loved to listen to good stories. The time has come to hear them again. The Podcast Whisperer. David Allen is here to make your dreams come true. From beginning to the end. Welcome to the Podcast Whisperer. My name is David Allen, and this week we're talking to fellow podcaster Doug about his show called The Good, The Bad, and The Sequel. Welcome to the show, Doug. Thanks for having me, David. I'm excited for this. No problem. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, so I'll do a little origin story and what it's about. So uh, I'm a huge fan of the podcast, How Did This Get Made? And they review all different types of movies. So I wanted to do something like that, but I wanted it to be different. So one element that they used to do, they had a guy that now mostly likes like screenplays. He had this website, he still has it, slashfilm.com or .net. So he used to interview people. Like he did interviews with people like Mel Brooks and he did it. Other bad movies they did, like actors from it. I'm like, man, I love that. I would love to do that. So I said to my buddy, I was like, man, we should do a movie podcast. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, but it has to be different. So I wanted it to be like super niche. And there is a few out there that I didn't find because I wanted to do this like just me. Like, yeah. I'm the only guy with sequels. Now come the, after doing more research, there are other ones out there that started before us. But who cares? The thing that we do that different is we only cover a movie sequel that I personally interview somebody that worked on. So whether in front of the camera, behind the camera, to get insight and also be able to learn their story, how they started into you know, how they got into Hollywood. So it's such an interesting concept too. I mean, I'm going to play the intro of your show. That way we can kind of get a, 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 a <laughs> I love this. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel with your hosts, Doug and Jamie. We are back and this is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching. And the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong and how it could have been better. Really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with Lisa London. It was so cool. So it's Very it's a really cool intro. I mean, because it's very you know Western and it's very movie. Yeah. You know, it's just it's very. So what inspired you for for that that intro? Well, it's the name of the movie, so it's taken from the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. So we thought of a name for it, and I I don't know if it was Jamie or me that thought of it, and he was like. Let's do this. So my buddy works. He does like DJ drops for local radio stations. He did it in Jersey for a while because that's where I'm at. Yeah. But now he's moved around and uh, he does it. He has a website. I don't know it offhand. It would be cool if I did. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so he does like radio drops. And he was like, he did it for another podcast that I did that I stopped doing. And I was like, dude, would you do that? And he sent me like, he was so cool about it. He sent me like 20 takes. And then he's like, I've never done like a Western voice. So he like did like that gravelly voice. And uh yeah. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I love I love the intro. Now I, I remixed your intro a little bit because I feel there's there's some podcast this works for, there's others that it doesn't. But in your situation, I really, really feel that giving a little bit of a teaser of the show before the intro, yeah, like before you play that, and I'm gonna play it in just a second, what I Sweet. did. Um, you know, I, I feel like this would help you a lot more too, because here's my problem with podcasting as a listener and as 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 a mentor is that 
I get you know stagnant. Like you'll hear on Podcast Whisper, every episode I, I kind of rotate through intros because it's just the same thing and it oh, just totally. gets stale after a while. So this is what I did to your intro. This week's interview is a lot of fun. I think it's the first time it's with someone that has been in a previous film that we covered. Uh, she was in Samurai Cop 2 Deadly Vengeance. She played Takashi. And it's the amazing Lisa London. Lisa was such a blast to talk to. During the conversation, I found out new things about her. Because I do research on folks, but there's only so much you can find online sometimes. But man, she, is in, she was in a hit group called The Pinups. In the 80s. So that was really fun. And I knew one of the songs. We talked a lot about growing up. Her dad was in radio and inspired her to get into being in newspapers. And yeah, she's been so many great things over the years. Hots, which is a female version of Animal House, which is a cult classic. We interviewed her for her small role that she had in Sudden Impact. But that had a big impact on her career. That was the first time she did a drama role. And she had the opportunity to work with Clint Eastwood. So here is Lisa London. It's time to sit down and relax for the good, the bad, and the sequel Q&A with your host, Doug. I'm great. How are you, Doug? So I just, I just, you know, kind of split it up a little bit because I yeah, didn't yeah. have all the elements. But what I, what I liked about that was that, I mean, and you can, of course, you can make it a lot shorter, but it's just kind of an example of, of what I'm, I'm oh, yeah. referring to is that you give everything in the beginning because then it just lets you know, okay, is this something I really want to listen to or don't? Yeah. You know, so you're not halfway through the episode going, God, I wasted my time listening to this and it wasn't, you know, <laughs> but I love the intro that you did for her because you gave everything, you know, like, oh, it was really cool because she did this. And the research that goes into this, have you said earlier that you've done podcasts before, so you're clearly not new to this game. Yeah, well, the other one we did, I loved improv, and we were, me and my wife, we lived in Portland, Oregon. We came back to start a family, and I wanted to keep doing improv, but the closest place to where I'm at in Jersey is like New York City. Mm-hmm. And just taking the train, it's like a two-hour round trip, so I'm like, I want to keep doing it. So I did this one where me and my buddies were like debating back and forth, but no, no research involved with that. Cause it was improv. But with right. this, there's a lot of research and a lot of movie watching. Uh, can't watch everything people are in, but I try to at least watch a couple of the films, obviously the sequel that we're going to cover sure. and just a lot of trailers to get like a feel of what the movie was like. And so yeah. why sequels and not the originals? Cause it's different. I think I wanted to have one thing that, we could talk about, especially at the end of most episodes, we really say like, Hey, you know, what was the difference between one and two? Like the next movie that we're doing, we're recording Sunday is death wish three. And the first two movies are nothing like the third one. Right. Which is kind of, that's, what's cool about the sequel, how they evolve jaws one, to jaws two jaws. One's more about all the people that are around a little bit about the shark. The second one, the shark's like almost like Jason Voorhees. He's stalking people they do like pov cams of him and stuff so i don't know i just wanted to have one niche like one lane that i can go down just so i'm focused and not like have so many options to do and that's what's great too sit you're so laser focused on this and you're 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 focusing really on your your niche of of what you know the, the, the sequels and there's really nothing left to to know about your show when you listen to it whether it's the intro the the middle of the show or the ending of the show you know exactly what it's about who you're having on and i love the concept of the two episodes so like you do the, the you know you and your your uh, co-host Jamie does the the first episode and then you're able to talk to somebody regarding that movie or who was in that movie is it is that hard to achieve to reach out to these people Actually, 
So in the beginning it was. So I actually found a notebook the other day that had like the first interview notes I had. First one I did was with Jerry Miner, who was on SNL and and he's in Beer League. He's in so many awesome stuff. He was on Louie, Unlucky Louie on HBO. He's such a great actor and he was so nice to be like, say, yeah. So I got him, I got a few more and then it just changed. As soon as the the person that changed it, not like you would listen to this, but uh, but William Sadler, the actor. Dude, when him and Tiny Lister are the ones that people always, because I always send it over to people that I'm going to reach out to. I say, hey, this is what we're about. If I send it over to an agent, a manager, agency, or even just on social media, and I'll send it, and I always pepper in like Robert Hayes, Vanessa Angel. But man, whenever we start the interview, a lot of times I edit it out, but people will be like, yeah, I was listening to your interview with William Sadler. And they're like, that's so cool, man. So I think he's the big one. One guy actually told me the only reason he did the interview is because I worked with Billy Sadler. So well, that's pretty cool. It's like being in class, you know, when the teacher asks a question and, you know, once the first person raises their hand, then everybody yes. else wants to follow too. So it's just getting that same thing with me. I've, I've interviewed a, a ton of celebrities on different uh, podcasts that I've, that I've produced and, and uh, mentored. And it's not that difficult as, as yeah. most people think it really is. I mean, as you said earlier, it's just the research part of it and, you know, finding a publicist or finding a contact that you're going to need to. And, and then the way you present yourself, I mean, they're clearly not going to talk to a two episode podcaster versus, you know, somebody who's, you know, seems polished and seems like, you know, they're, they're competent enough because yeah. just like you and I, you know, you're, you're giving me your time right now talking to me about your show. This is valuable time, you know, even though you're not, a major A-list celebrity, but it's still, you know, it's still very valuable information and it's valuable time that's being transmitted out to other people who need to hear this kind of thing. Yeah. So what are your challenges with, with this particular podcast? Honestly, obviously like most people, and I think it's just being gradual, you know, it's just growing the audience, but everything else, I'm honestly happy right now. Obviously with coronavirus, we were able to record four episodes uh, Jamie lives about 45 minutes from me. So okay. I was able to set up a makeshift studio and I'm going to put one in the basement, but obviously with everything going on, right. but I had like friends and people that were going to come on as guests, which I've had guests before. We're having one on Sunday, but uh, that was so much better being in person because the flow was so good. Yeah. But I think cause we've been doing it so much longer now it's going to be like our 28th or 29th review it's pretty smooth even doing it through the Zoom and looking at each other face to face. For me, it's just getting it out to more people. But gradually, when I look at my chart, it's like going up, which is cool. And it right. takes time. I know it's not some overnight, but I'm focusing on quality and making sure that I'm doing the right thing, doing the right research. Because when people do find it, they could scroll through. Like I see people looking at old episodes, which is pretty rad. Yeah. No, that's great. It's great that you, you put that time and, and devotion to because, again, the research and quality is what, you know, pe- people are allowing you into their ears, you know, and I know that oh, sounds yeah. so funny, but, you know, they want the, the content. And now, especially with the coronavirus going on, this is all the people are doing is listening yeah. to podcasts and watching podcasts and things that we were talking about earlier. You know, so doing the research and putting that effort into it really does make a difference. Um, I have a, another show called Confession Radio and I have 300 episodes on there. Oh, and sweet. it's so crazy to me that I, I watch how, like you just said, like the older episodes start to climb and then, you know, I'll, I'll hit a spike and then a little dip and then I'll hit another spike again. And, and it's so weird because the, the cool thing about your stuff too is it's timeless. There's, it's not dated either. Yeah. So, 
you know, you can listen to episode one or you can listen to episode 60. And no matter what, at some point, somebody knows that particular that particular film. The other thing I like about yours too, and I'm looking at your, uh, your stuff on uh, iTunes right now or Apple Podcasts, um, is that you don't use um, numbers like episode number, no, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, that's, that's great. I, I, I still can't wrap my mind around why people would do that because, you know, again, you, you're, you're, the, the show notes are great too, by the way. Um, everything is in there. So that's why people are finding you because it's all about the SEO. It's all about your, your, um, your titles. Everything's just, it's looking great. All, you, clearly, there's some research done in this. Um, you know, and we've seen most of, I've seen most of these movies that you talked about. I mean, and these aren't just like indie films either. These are mainstream films like Bill and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and Next Friday. And, you know, so where, how does the movie selection process work with you and Jamie? I mean, I wish I could tell you that I can pick (laughs) whoever I choose, but it's not like that. But, uh, no, sometimes I've gotten lucky. Like, like we were talking about research, how important that is. So I've interviewed people and afterwards or in the conversation, they mention another person and after the conversation, they're like, you know what? You should talk to Bob. And I'm like, well, yeah, if you want to pass my information over to Bob and I've gotten some referral interviews, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But no, it's really just, we email a bunch of people or we reach out to a bunch of people for a movie that we want to do. Right. And whoever gets back to us, you know, it's funny. There's only been a few movies that, only like two people got back to us for the same movie. So Home Alone 3, we had two people, which are pretty, two pretty cool characters in the movie. Right. And then, yeah, I think maybe Samurai Cop, that counts. But for the most part, one person gets back to us. And that's all we really need. That's right. Yeah. Now, now, do you do most of the research or is it, is it Jamie? You both kind of split it, you know? No, I do most of it. Yeah. 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 Jamie helps you out with the reviews. But no, when it comes to the research, this is me all night. (laughs) (laughs) At night, I like watch a lot of stuff. I work from home. So during the day, I can like, oh, let me watch a little bit of this or that. But uh, no, I do most of it. I love doing it. I love being able to talk to the people and kind of ask them about things that nobody talks to them about, like how they start it, which I I get why. Maybe some other interviews are like a Poltergeist 2 podcast or Halloween podcast. And they're like, for the next 60 minutes, Michael Grace, tell us about Poltergeist 2. I'm like, no, I want to learn how you got into writing. Obviously, we're going to talk about that, but not the whole time. And they appreciate that. And that, that's, that's a good quality to have too because I find that when I'm interviewing uh, people as well, I don't, I, we already know about your album. We already know about your number ones. We already know that you're in the movie. I want to know more beyond that. I want to know the why behind the why. I want to know, you know, just exactly like you said, you totally. know, what, what started this. And, you know, same thing, that, same questions I'm asking you is like your biggest challenges. And, you know, what do you wish, Doug, that you know now that you knew when you started this? Um, I wish that, uh, I guess, <laughs> do, doing it on Zoom or obviously pre-coronavirus, uh, just recording more in person because yeah. the flow would have been a lot better. But there's nothing you could change now. I think the learning curve was good. Like doing it through Anchor was okay for the first couple. Yeah. Then I was like, man, this is kind of wonky. I need separate tracks just to get somebody sneezing or has some feedback. Oh, so yeah. that's one thing. And some tricks that I learn editing audacity things that I wouldn't really do because they were taking so long. And then I did more research and watched some videos on YouTube and learned. So there's some interviews even from like the summer 
And I'm like, oh man, it was only, that was only four months in, but I'm like, man, I wish I would have done a little different. And the last thing I wish I would have done was have more confidence when people said yes. Cause there are some people I interviewed that were like, yeah, I'm not good with the, com- I, I can only dial a phone number. Mm, so like sometimes yeah. a zoom phone number, that's how I mostly record is a zoom phone number. Cause some yeah. people don't have zoom, which is fine. Cause the people I've interviewed on zoom, they don't have a microphone. So it sounds even worse than a phone call because right. they're just using the laptop mic. Yeah. But like William Sadler, he called me on Google voice just so trash and I've got to go back and like re mess around with it. It still sounds good enough because dude, it's William Sadler. It was cool. Right. But I just wish I had it as crisp as some of the other ones, but we might meet again. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's always a challenge. So, I mean, and, and it's funny because when I first started in 2009, my very first podcast that I launched, um, I was on blog talk radio. It was a platform called blog talk radio and they only had phone lines, like the host would call in, the, the guests yeah. would call in and it was terrible. And, and the, the, the girl I used to do it with my best friend, Liz, um, we used to do it together and she always told me, we've got to figure out a way to upgrade the quality. I'm like, no, no, no. The audio quality is fine. It's the content. People are listening to the content. Boy, she was right. Because I tell you what, the moment that we upgraded, I've actually turned down some major A-list celebrities because I absolutely refuse to take a phone call. It is now 2020. Back, it was 2018, 2019 then. But, yeah. uh, you know, like, I, I just absolutely refuse. There's Skype, there's Zoom, there's Zencaster. There's all sorts of different ways that people can can call in now. Um, we, we've talked to uh, RuPaul Drag Race Trixie Mattel on her iPhone through Skype, but it sounded like she was in the studio with us. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, there's so many different ways that you can do this now that it doesn't have to be a phone call, you know? Yeah. And, and I just don't understand. And, and the other part of that, too, there's a little bit of a rant with these, with these celebrities. You're representing a brand, you know, like you're, you're representing your brand. Why would you want to sound like shit when you do that? I know. That's what I don't understand. I mean, <laughs> your interviews sound great. Whatever you're doing, the mastering that you're doing to, to I mean, because I did not know, honestly, that they were calling it on a phone line. So yeah, I, I learned a trick. So I learned how to uh, change like the hertz right. when, you're, when you're exporting it. And I use like a program called Levelator to help levelate the audio sound so it sounds better. But uh, no, I learned that trick like three, four months ago. Now I'm like, oh, man, now I got to go back and like remaster all the other ones, which but I'll the, do. The good news though is that you're listening to yourself. Do you listen to your shows and oh, critique yeah. yourself? Oh, totally. Yeah, exactly. I'm, so, I'm, I'm so bad with it. Like my wife tells me because sometimes she can hear me and I'm like doing the intros and I'm like recording it. And then I'm like, ah. Oh, Recording it. Ugh. And she's like, what do you try to record? I say it. And she's like, just say it like that. Just so it's sometimes a little too hard on myself, but it's the more you do it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's good. Critiquing yourself is always, is always a good thing. You have to listen to every single episode. Oh, totally. I, I listen to these episodes before I even air them just to make sure that there isn't anything that I'm missing and, you know, just mental notes. And, you know, we are the hardest on ourselves, but at the same time, you just got to have fun with it too, you know, and, and understand that, the typical podcast listener is not going to hear the nuances that we hear. Oh, totally. You know, you know, like we, we, are, we know what we expect and we put out what we expect, but the typical podcasters in their car, they're on their iPhone, they're on their iPad, wherever they're at. And they just, you know, just wherever the quality is. My biggest pet peeve is the, the levels, you know, like yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to have to adjust, you know, like when I'm in the car, or I'm on a phone turn it up and down, up and down, up and down. That's my biggest thing. The quality is number one, but also the levels is right up there with, the, with that as well. 
Um, so that's cool. I had no idea that people called in. So great job with the mastering, by the way. That's, <laughs> that's really awesome. I love your website too. Who does your website? I did that. Yeah, it looks really, really good. I love the section where people can select like who you spoke to. Yeah, so, no, like, I wanted to do that. So when people, so it's visual. I just interviewed David L. Snyder. He was a production designer and art director on some super like huge movies in the late late 70s and 80s. And he was like, just before we interviewed, he's like, your mobile website looks like it's a little zoomed in. So I spent like a whole, God, it took me like three days just going in there and adjusting the image size. I'm like, dude, when this guy who's, you know, he was an Oscar nominated for Blade Runner. I'm like, I got it. I got to listen to David L. Snyder, man. That's, yeah, that's hilarious. I mean, the website's great because it's so easy to navigate and, and, you know, you're giving the information again, you're not leaving anything left to question, you know? So when I go to your website and I click the interview tab, I can look and see, oh, you interviewed, oh, I want to hear this particular episode, you know, with David Snyder, or I want to hear this particular episode with whomever, you know, I'm interested in hearing. And I think that's, that's such a great concept. I really love the show. I think, I think it's definitely great. I think there's not really much to critique. The only uh, note that I had here was just the abrupt the abrupt intrusion like when you're like this is what i'm talking about like his story is pretty neat yes it is let's take a little break right now because i'm sure you're listening oh, to this you know, thinking, you know, you know what, what that is and that's <laughs> totally my bad is because sometimes in it's like with anchor with the ad thing yeah I, can't, I, I gotta like not that i get lazy but there's some days when i put it into anchor and then I cut it. What I have to do is I have to cut it in audacity and put like a buffer on each side mm-hmm. rather than that. Well, now, That's a good idea. That the buffering uh, or when you do the, the ad for anchor, put some kind of music or something in there too, to kind of let people know that this is not part oh, of the conversation true, yeah. anymore too. Cause when I was listening to it, it kind of cut off and I honestly <laughs> yeah. thought it moved to the next episode. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> you know, maybe that, you know, so when I heard it, I was like, Oh shit, it went to the next, uh, it went to the next episode. Maybe that's he didn't know. <laughs> and then when I realized I'm like, Oh no, no, that's his ad for anchor. I'm like, so maybe produce it, you know, just yeah, put no, a little music, but your little Western music that you have in the beginning, you could put right underneath it. Um, yeah, or a, a spot like when you're interviewing the the guest, say you know, of course you don't play the ad for them, but just you know, say you know what, uh, we'll answer that when we come right back. You could do it right then, and then yeah, you know, leave a, a couple second pause, and then go right back into the interview again. So that way, it just it's not so abrupt. Oh no, that's good, dude. Thank you. Because that's honest good. to God, I thought that like the episode stopped, <laughs> and I was like, oh man, because that has it does happen. Um, and th- that was really the only thing. And then the ending, um, I really, really like the ending and I-, I wanted to play that as well. Don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Make sure you tell your friends. We got a lot of exciting stuff coming up, some old episodes that you could check out on our website, sequelsonly.com. And don't forget to follow us on all social media at sequels only. Good night. Good night. So the only I like that, that you, you would not believe how many people don't say, you know, subscribe and, and things like that kind of keep people yeah. aware is I would maybe start the music as your ending. So that way it plays throughout the whole ending. So that way people. Know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So if you listen to my show, you'll hear in the beginning, I have about probably about 30 to 45 seconds of music in the beginning. So, you know, it's starting that I'm introducing you. This is what we're doing. And then 30 to 45 seconds when we're ending, you know, okay, so the music's playing. So that means that the, the it's ending. But other than That's that, smart. I mean, it's great. I love that you're, you're 
keep keep reminding people to subscribe and listen oh, yeah. and, and do all that. But other than that, like I said, th- those are the little minor things that I oh, found. That's cool. Um, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm, the minor ones aren't the ones you notice in a lot of things like the minor right. flaws, you notice like the major things, but no, that's good. And not even flaws. It's just something that oh, yeah. personally that has worked well for me in the past. Yeah. You know, no, anytime it. you're going to, you know, do any type of, of sponsorship or Patreon or anything like that, you want people to know what that is. Don't, you know, just don't jump into it because yeah, then yeah. They, they get confused. Like what the hell? So this guy was just talking about RoboCop and all of a sudden we're talking, what is he <laughs> talking about? Who is this? You know, what's going on? So that's great. That was really the only things that I had. Um, like I said, I love it. I, I'm, I'm highly impressed with the, the fact of, of the, you know, how the, the big names that you get on there. And, and we talked about that earlier and how easy it is to just reach out and do some research yeah. and find a publicist or a producer or, you know, a, a, typically they have, where do you find most of their information? Like on their Facebooks or? So I only had to do it for two months. Uh, but they have IMDb Pro, which is 20 bucks a month. Oh, I did okay. two free trials, one under my name, one under my wife's. <laughs> and then from then, honestly, that was February of last year and March of last year. And then since then, just I emailed so many people. And then I went back around. Since we have more names, I was like, yeah, let me go on my old emails. I actually just got a few up. people. Yeah, I got this one guy that was a casting director. He... Seemed like he didn't want to talk at all, but he was like kind of leaving it. He said one time he did an interview and people took his words the wrong way. I was like, hey man, this isn't an aha interview. I didn't really just want to like talk to you about like working on Police Academy 6 and yeah. Tango and Cash and, and he worked on Hard to Kill. So one thing in my podcast, which I found, I've done, I have like 30 interviews in the can that are done already. That's phenomenal. So yeah, so I'm way out of the game. Like sometimes people get back to us and I'm like, oh, I feel so bad because I'm pushing it out more. But so I've interviewed six people about Steven Seagal. Yeah. Not good things for every person. It's mind blowing how yeah. it's all the same thing. Like I understand it was like one person, but even William Sadler, he was the first one I think to talk about it. And he was the, you know, the guy he fought at the end of the movie. He was the main villain to uh the hero Seagal and it's not good man really like the so well you know it's funny because that's how I wound up getting I partnered with the CAA so uh I partnered with them um so what I was doing as I was doing press junkets I was doing virtual press junkets so I talked to like Melissa McCarthy and Johnny Depp and anytime they had new new and they'd call me up and you know it was it was so it was so crazy they'd call you up you like you got five minutes here's the questions you get to ask and then they send you the audio once it's done so you don't, you cannot record it. You cannot air it until it's completely approved. It is the craziest thing, but that's, I didn't do it through IMDb. I actually would go to like their website or I'd go to like their Facebook and usually yeah. in the about section, it's so crazy. It's right there. It's like, Oh, management contact us here. And it started with uh, one person who then, like you said earlier, referred to other people oh, and yeah. then just got the hookup through there. And now if, you know, a new movie's coming out, which, you know, they're not really right now, but <laughs> I just email and say, Hey, I'm available. And these days I send them a calendar link and, and they fill up my calendar. It's so insane. You know, I'm, I'm the same way. I have about 20 of these shows in the, the can too. So, but oh, I'm smart. trying to 
push them. Yeah, that's that's always a good thing. When people are launching, you know, I always say start with three episodes, but you always want to be a couple weeks ahead. If you're going to do a daily show, 14 episodes ahead. If you're going to do oh, yeah. a weekly, you know, you want to have at least two or three months in advance because this way life happens. You know, yeah. and if, if you really want this to be successful and you really want this to continue, you know, this is a well-oiled machine. It does itself. I schedule all my tweets. I schedule all of my social oh, yeah. media. Everything's to. done. You know, this, I don't know when this will air, but it'll air, you know, eventually. Yeah. And, you know, but that's just, that's always the advice. So Doug, tell me, so a, a podcaster who's never done this before, who wants to do what you do, what advice do you have for them? Just do it. Just no matter what you think, there's so much research out there. And like, you see the numbers all the time. There's like, you probably know better than I, how many million podcasts are there? And really only like, I think like 20% or 15% make it past, I think 10 episodes or 20 episodes. Mm -hmm. So it's all about just doing it. And there's so much research and resources, Facebook groups, you know, Slack groups that you're able to you know, find out. And it's cool talking about something that you love. love. That's why you started it. And... You do something you never thought you'd be able to do. I never thought that I'd be able to talk to these people that I don't want to call them like heroes because obviously the heroes are the people that are on the front lines right now. But these are people you grew up and you're like idolized. Mm. Like that yeah. guy's a bad guy. And then, you know, 20 years later, like I interviewed Psycho Sid from WBF. Like, dude, that guy was like so scary when I was a kid. He would come into the ring and I'd be like, oh my God, this guy's like, he's so bad. And then I'm like interviewing him about his career He's like joking around with me. I'm like, so I would say just honestly, just do it. Just anything in life. You don't want to regret anything. You never know. Yeah. I, the way I started was I, I remember this clear as day. I was, I was an avid music fan when I was a child. I used to listen to radio stations and they would interview these celebrities and like, we'll say Tina Turner, for instance, and you know, they're interviewing her and I'm like, oh my God, I have, I have this question. Oh my God, why didn't they ask this? Or why didn't they talk to this person? So that's how I got into podcasting in the same sure. way you did. I just, I just did it. You know, we just researched it. How do I become a podcast host? And boom. And now the equipment is not even like, you can have a $15 microphone and sound like you're in a professional studio. Oh yeah. This you one know. was $50 on Amazon. Some random name. I don't never even heard of it, but it works and Good enough look, for me. Look how well it sounds. And you had mentioned Audacity earlier too. So have Great. you had training with Audacity before? Or you just kind of... Oh, I've done it for years. I've always done like uh, me and my buddies do like sketch videos, like spoof songs. Like I love Weird Al. So we do always do like videos and skits and stuff on that. So I'd always edit it. So I knew a little bit about it, but now I just know... I know a lot about it now, which is good. <laughs> Makes it that much easier. <laughs> and what about, what are the best resources that helped you along the way? Um, well, if you use Anchor, which I know you do, um, it's a great group to meet, meet people that are in the same boat as you. And there's people that I message on Facebook back and forth, just advice and stuff like, and there's mentorship programs on Facebook. So there's a couple people, people that, even though like I've only done it for what a year now, I've been able to answer questions for people that I wish I had somebody to ask right in the beginning. But it's one of those things you just, it's baptism by fire. You just have to like do it yeah. and you'll learn along the way. Anybody, you watch any TV shows, you watch the pilots, the pilots, not the best episode it gets better and better as it goes. Yep. You have to evolve. You have to grow with it. And the only way to grow with it is to critique and listen to yourself. 
Definitely, man. What's and your? Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. What was your? You've interviewed a lot of people. Uh-huh. Is there one that like floored you that you said like I, I'm sure you're probably numb to it a little bit now because you've done it so much. Is there one that you're like, oh my god, like this is it? So my biggest music uh, inspiration growing up was Crystal Waters. Um, I don't know if you're, she, she sings yeah. Gypsy Woman, 100% Pure Love. Like, oh, okay. She's, she's more of a dance artist. And I got to interview her and it was just so awesome because she's so old school. And like same thing, phone line. That's when we were doing phone lines back in the yeah, day. Yeah. But she refused to do anything else. But she was just so phenomenal. And like the story behind Gypsy Woman and the story behind her music was just so... And that's, again, that's why I got into this. I talked to the people that I... Alternate, um, I talked to people that, you know, you probably didn't hear of, but would know the music when you heard oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know, and it just was so... But Crystal Waters to me was like the ultimate. That was that was the nineties artist, the dance artist in the nineties who, you know, still to this day is very relevant, does a lot of great stuff, but just her interview with her was just, and I don't get starstruck. I mean, but with her, it was just like, I was like, Oh my God, I remember as a child sitting and listening to your, I bought your first album out of a pawn shop, you know, like it was just, so you don't being able to connect was just, was phenomenal. So I would have to say crystal waters. That's awesome, man. No, that's the cool thing too. Like you said, like, Maybe you don't know them, you know the song. Just like a lot of people I interview, they you might not know them because they weren't in front of the screen, but maybe they were the special effects guy. Like the guy mm-hmm. I'm interviewing at night, like we were talking about how many you have in the can. Yeah. Like we could take weeks off, but it's like something like after a week, I'm like, all right, I gotta start interviewing. Because exactly. it's like you lose it. Mm-hmm. So the guy I'm interviewing tonight is a makeup artist and he was like, Yeah, I can only do this Friday at seven thirty. I'm like, dude, I'm down. This guy does all the Heidi Klum costumes, the Halloween costumes. And he does, he just, they worked on Joker, the Irishman. So. And that's what I, I love that your enthusiasm about it too, because it's not so much for the other listeners. It's for you. And that's, what's so exciting about it. Like, you know, you're, you're doing it. It's not that you don't care what people think, but it's like, you know what? I'm doing this because I can talk to these people and I have questions and I've always wanted to know these things. And that's that's exactly what I do. When I, I don't interview Madonna and Cher because, you know, we already know about them. We know what they do. There isn't anything that you can't ask them that they haven't said. And you probably are not allowed to ask because the publicist won't let you ask anyway. So that's why I interview these indie artists and interview other people because I want to know more. Um, Chris Allen from American Idol. That was pretty oh, cool. When, you know, he was famous back in the day. Not that he's not now, but it was interesting talking to him because we didn't talk about American Idol. Boy, I got like completely ridiculed for that. I, you, I can't believe you did. Why though? Adam Lambert, same thing. Why? Why do I want to talk to them about it? We already know who they are, where they I come know. from. There's just so much more to them though than American Idol and standing next yeah. to each other on stage, you know? <laughs> so... <laughs> But that's, yeah, I absolutely agree. Have fun with it. What, do you have any other questions for me? Anything I can help you with? No, the advice you get, like, like you're saying, they're minor things, but minor things could be major. So yeah, I'm definitely going to do those. I love the show. I cannot wait to hear how, how it grows. I've, I've heard how it grows. If you take a look, listen to episode one to, no, I know. to current and, and that's great. So just, just keep growing, you know, keep in touch. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm here to help. You know, any, any questions I can, you know, any ideas you want to bounce, whatever, it's fine. We'll do a follow up and we'll see, we'll see how you, how you grew. Yeah, man. No, this is pretty cool. No, it's cool being able to talk to another person that is in the same boat and doing it because some people just don't understand, I guess, like what goes into it. Cause it's like hours upon hours of research. Like 
even more than that. And then editing. So do you, you do all your own editing? I so have it's a one like, band show. Yes. One yeah, man show. <laughs> so it's like one episode. It's an hour that people listen to, mm-hmm. but in total, it's like six hours, oh, seven yeah. hours. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and see, I do three different shows too. Um, you know, so it's, it, it does, it gets very daunting and, and people don't understand that. So they look at like the Joe Rogans and the Gary V's and you know, the, the John Lee Dumas, the, what they don't understand though, is they have a production team. Oh, they yeah. have a, a team that reaches out all they literally do. John Lee Dumas sits down for seven hours, interviews people and goes about his week. And guess what? Everything's published and he collects his checks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which eventually that's where we all want to get to, but they don't totally. know the work that got up to that point. Yeah. You know, same thing with the people that you interview too. They didn't just walk on set one day and oh, just start decorating for Heidi Klum. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of going into that. And that's the part that we're missing. There's this, there's this big misinformation and misunderstanding about how do you get to that level though? And, and it's funny you said Anchor. Anchor is a blessing and a curse because they promise all this sponsorship and they promise all this money. And like, I'm in these groups and I see, Oh, I've been doing this for two weeks and I haven't got a sponsor yet. I'm oh, like, I know. We just, you know, I've been doing it since 2009, you know, like yeah. just calm down, you know? And I don't even believe in sponsorships. I believe in listeners, listenership, you know, I oh, believe yeah. in Patreon. You know, I think if you have a hundred subscribers and every one of them donated a dollar a month, that's right there speaks more volumes than having a sponsor that's going to say, you know, I'll, I'll pay you $15 per cost per million per listen. And, you know, so I, I just think that Patreon and and crowdfunding things are more so the future than actual sponsorships for shows. No, that makes a lot of sense. And you're right about the groups. There's a lot of people that just want it to, and I think it's a generate, I don't know how the old some of those people are, but it is a generational thing. Yeah. And I think it's just right now with, you know, everything's on demand. So I think that's why people quit a lot, quit podcasts. That's why there's like a million podcasts that are just sitting there. I look at the TV and film rankings, the ones that are above me and even like the film interviews. And I'm just like, no episodes since so-and-so. And And I'm like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's called pod fading. And and it's because, the reason is, is because as, as we said, it's so they want the instant gratification yeah. to know that the moment that they throw out an episode, they're going to get sponsors banging down their door and they're going to have a, a, you know, a thousand downloads in the first episode. It doesn't happen like that. You maybe yeah. get one or two. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. And then you've gradually grow. I mean, you've been, you launched, it looks like um, your first episode was March 14, 2019. And now we are in at May 15th. So with that, you've been doing it for over a year and you're just finally starting to see your numbers grow. Yeah, I'm seeing it just like slowly go up. And then I see old episodes go back because I'll tweet some old episodes. But some I don't tweet and people are just scrolling through either on the website and they're like, oh, like Ace Ventura and Next Friday over the last month have gotten like so many more listens than they got in their first two, three weeks. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'll tell you why though, because you're, you're, the descriptions in your in your um in your Apple podcast oh, yeah. is, is pretty amazing. I mean, my wife's, S- an, my wife's an English teacher. Ah, yeah. So it down. the SEO in this, I mean, when people search this stuff, you're going to be included in that. So that's, that's why you're getting, so I'm looking oh, at Ace Ventura now. So keep doing that because, you know, even the all righty then, you know, I mean, people, these are phrases people actually search for and you will come up in those searches. That's when they how search it comes that. up really. Oh, I didn't know yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how SEO works. Yeah. When people are referencing a movie, like they'll be in an argument like, Doug, no, it was so-and-so that said, all righty then. No. So I'm going to type in all righty then. Ah. And then as you're searching for that, you're going to find the clip, which is going to lead you to somewhere else. It's going to lead you somewhere and eventually lead you to your show. That's sweet. 
yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole snowball effect. <laughs> yeah. But that's pretty cool. That, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I said, I mean, it, there's the, you're, you are utilizing every bit of, of research and information that you can and, and just continue to do that. And I, I see your show definitely, definitely taking off. I've, I've been talking to some pretty, really amazing creators and, oh, sweet. you know, so, and, and I mean, I use the example like the Ron Burgundy podcast. I don't know if you listen to that or not, but I've listened to a few of them when it first came out. Yeah. But you don't listen now. No. Right. My point exactly. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter who you are, what kind of celebrity you are. You will pod fade if you just don't have have the, the, the commitment to do so. Yeah. I think it's, and you know, we we're talking about before and you said your, your passion for it. Cause I am super passionate for it. And there's other people that are just passionate about learning about other people. So like Mark Marin, like I love his podcast. And I think when he talks to people, he's honest with them. He was interviewing Ben Schwartz and he told them like mid conversation, like early on in the conversation, he was like, Oh yeah, you do improv. I didn't know that. It's like, dude, that's like a big bulk of Ben Schwartz. Yeah. And he's cool because he's honest, but he's so like passionate about learning about people. Exactly. That's and what that's, I try to do. I'm like, man, I want to be able to bring these stories out. I've had so many people go, yeah, you know what? I, I don't think I should tell you this story, but you know what? I'm having a good time. And I'm like, wow, I just got a story that maybe, or maybe they always say that before they preface that story. Well, yeah. Sometimes, listen, I mean, sometimes you'll get that though. You'll get people oh, yeah. who are comfortable, who, you know, open up to you. And, and those are the, that's the, those are the types of interviews that you want to kind of go oh, for. Yeah. You don't want to dig and dig and dig. Let them come out. Like, uh, you know, I always get told I'm such an off the cuff type of guy. I don't write everything down. I have my guidelines. I have a couple questions and then I kind of feel where the conversation goes. I've had, you know, on podcast whisper, I've had 15 minute conversations. I've had two hour conversations. Yeah. It really just depends on my guest, you know, oh, totally. so wherever the conversation goes and, and that's what it is. And if you can get that out of them, that that's a great talent that you have because you're going to get some very, very valuable nuggets. And those are the nuggets that you need to use in the beginning. You know, hey, I spoke to so-and-so and this is what they said. Yeah, that's and good. Play a little bit of that and then your intro and get into the, to the interview. That's a great idea. I'm gonna that's going to reel them all the way in, you know, like, oh shit, like I talked to Jim Carrey and this is what Jim Carrey said. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and, and now keep in mind though, keep it down like maybe 20, 30 seconds. I oh, go. yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely crazy with it, but because your intro is so cool and it's so unique, but if you can get them in, in the beginning with, you know, Oh, you know, what did Jim, Jim Carrey say about this? And then play your intro. And then now they have to listen to the rest of the interview. Cause it's like, Oh, that's now awesome. I need to know what's going on. You know, no, that's a good idea. I'm going to start doing that. Yep. So that and produce your, your anchor ad and you'll yeah, be good. Yeah. You'll be good. I mean, you don't even need the bumpers. You just need to like, even with, like I said earlier, even with your guests, like, you know what, Doug, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, you know, so that way, you know, <laughs> at that point to put it in there. And then they also, this, the, the, um, the guest knows about it too. They're like, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. So, but yeah. Instead of the person listening to me like, where the hell, what just happened? That's exactly what happened to me. I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, maybe, oh, I, I wonder if he knows that his episode stopped. You know, it, it, it stopped because it, it does happen. I've done it before. I've made those mistakes before too. So I'm listening to it. I was like, oh no, this is an ad. Never mind. So, because right mid sentence of what she was saying, she even started a word and it just cut off and went right into the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I get it. Yeah. I get to split that anyway. In it, to, to split it in anchor is such a pain. Their yeah. editing tools are like, they're terrible. Not, not they're that terrible. good. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, but do what you're doing, continue to do what you're doing. And like I said, reach out with any questions, Totally, man. any ideas you have. I'm, I'm here to help. 
I really had a great conversation with you. Yeah, man. Where I was nervous. I was a little nervous. I know. I know. In your emails, it was funny because like, I understand you've had some bad experiences of people looking for, you know, digging for information. Yeah, bad people like blatantly like, say like, it's crazy. I can't believe people have, I get it because you have to have the passion to do it. And I've, I guess, done it in emails when I'm emailing agents and stuff when they're like, hey, what's so-and-so's phone number? I'm like, what? Why would I give you? I just, I don't, I find that, and, and I'll leave this in because I just find that it's so rude because you're doing oh, the footwork for yeah. that, for your particular show. And it's great to network and it's great to say, you know, I spoke to so-and-so and things like that, but don't make me do all the work and then expect me to just hand it over to you. Like, yeah, like just, baseball cards. I'm, I'm not even kidding. You can leave this in and I, I don't think they'll listen to it. I don't remember <laughs> the podcast, but the guy goes, I interviewed blank. So I'll give you his info if you give me, I don't know, blank. And I'm like, wait, you're asking me for my Mickey Mantle card and you're giving me like a ripped up, I don't know, like, I don't want to like bash a oil can Boyd. Yeah. I'm like random. I'm like, uh, that guy's great that you talk to. I think he's really cool, but I'm not going to give you the info. And like, I don't know. It's just like, there's a difference. I love the hunt. Exactly. And there's a difference between helping and supporting, you know, and and that's, I'm here to help people, but I'm not going to support you. Like if after the show, you're emailing me these paragraphs of like, you know, I want to do this and I want to take this and I want to, I'm not going to spend the next four days with you trying to coach you through your show. You know, I'm I'm here to help you. I'm here to bounce ideas off and who knows, we might collaborate in the future, you know, but that's, that's what I'm open to. I'm open to the, the networking and the connections. And, you know, there's some things on the horizon for podcast whisper that I'd like to do. So there's always a purpose of what I I do, but I'm not going to support you. You have, you have your own vision. The universe gave you that vision, not to me, not to anybody else. The universe said, here, Doug, this is your vision. Now show us what you can do. Make it your own and make it pop. Yeah. No. And I just think of that when people try to get who you talk to, like all that hard work. Mm -hmm. So if somebody listened, like say if somebody listened to your interview with like Melissa McCarthy, Yep. And like, they said, oh, that's great. How do you, it's like, no, man, you can't do that. I mean, I've had them say that. And oh, you know I'm what sure. I say is I, I just, <laughs> it was my famous response to any, I hate when people ask me questions like, oh, what's the, what's the HomePod or is Alexa better? So you know what I do? I just go google.com and I send them that link. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just right there. You know, like everything is right there. That's how I found it. I do my research. I, I figure it out. I Google, I go to google.com. I type in what's better, HomePod or Alexa. And it, people have their varying opinions about it, you know? So same thing with, with the CAA and, and all the, the actors I've yeah. spoke to and things and actresses. I just did my research and I just connected with the right people. And then it's not even about the connection. You can talk to anybody. It's how you deliver it and what value you're going to add to that to, to them because they're giving you their time. Yeah, and, and I'll say this too. You leave this in. Um, it, and it's being a little sh- selfish. Like Tiny Lister doesn't do a lot of interviews. So for me, that's cool. If people are like, hey, tiny list interview, come up for me. So that too, I wouldn't just be like, hey, everybody, here's Tiny's information. So you could all interview him. And then, you know, like water down the interview I did because there's a million out there. So there's some people I've interviewed that say, hey, man, I don't do interviews. Like the casting director I was telling you about, Mm -hmm. he said like, you have an hour, you can ask me anything. And he was kind of like tough in the beginning. And then he opened up and told me like, really cool stories. 
that's funny too. I've, I've talked to celebrities like that too. Uh, Bianca Ryan is the first one that comes to my mind. She was on America's Got Talent and uh, super awesome story. Like you know, her vocals, all this is, but it was the same way. Like you got 45 minutes, you know, and you're going to do this. You We talked for an hour and a half, you know? Yeah. So it just, you know, it, it always winds up like that. But again, it's, it's all in the delivery and it's all in what value are they going to find in your show? Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's what's in it for me. It's always that, you know, talking to Oprah, talking to, to anybody, it's, it's always going to be what value can you offer and what's in it for them? Because in all honesty, they're giving us their time just like you're giving your time, you know? So. Yeah, they want to have fun. They want to enjoy themselves and have a good conversation. If it's a bad conversation, yeah. <laughs> it's like bad pizza. You're just going to throw it in the trash. There was a show I was listening to. This is how I connected with Oprah. Um, was uh, She was, oh man, she was on a, sh- a serious XM show nonetheless, calling in on a phone line. So we already talked about that. And then in the middle of the conversation, I would have totally edited this out. She's like, so how did you even get this interview? I, I don't know. And I was just like, I felt embarrassed for the guy. He was like, well, uh, uh, I'm like, no, this is done. Like, and then uh, she hung up. It was just like, oh, I wouldn't even interviewed it. I would just be like, hey, Oprah, stop for five seconds. And, and we're t- <laughs> technical <laughs> difficulties. Yeah. Oprah had to do something. Exactly. I'd be like, hello? hello? Oh, she's gone. Okay. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. So anyway, Doug, it's been great. Uh, it's been thank awesome, you man. Thank for you. your time. And uh, we'll definitely reconnect and we'll talk again soon. Yeah, man. Stay safe. Yeah, you too. All right, bye. Bye.